Hey there guys, welcome back to a brand new episode of the Zeke Said So Show. This is the one and only show where we talk about old things, movie news, video games, comic books, television, and all that sorts of good stuff. And, uh, yep, I know, I know. I recorded the very first episode of the year, and I already messed it up and didn't do one for another three weeks. But better late than never. Um, but don't worry, that's not going to happen again. It really is at this time because I'm pretty much I'm pretty certain that I have now a set schedule and now I can know when I'm going when I'm going to and when I'm not going to record podcasts. So um, we have a lot to talk about. Um, this is a very late episode, but we are going to be doing I'm going to be giving you guys my top 10 most anticipated movies of 2022 again, better late than never. Um but I guess it's kind of fitting, uh, considering that there hasn't really been a lot of movies that come out this uh, this year, um, uh, and a, a lot of the movies that I am that are on my top ten are really not going to start coming out until next month. So, uh, yeah, we are going to be talking about this, uh, the top ten most anticipated of twenty twenty two. Um, and we're going to be taking your guys' Q&A questions that you guys have sent in via Instagram. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so let's go ahead and let's let's start off this show with the top 10 most anticipated movies of 2022. And um, I am... I am including movies in this list that are making their debut on streaming just to let you know because there is one movie on this list that was announced going to streaming i guess I, you guys could probably guess what that was so uh let's go ahead and let's um let's take a look at this list but i want to name off a few honorable mentions um uh the first honorable mention i'm going to name off here is black panther wakanda forever um, this is a movie that, of course, I loved the first Black Panther. Um, I, uh, am obviously very excited for the sequel. I just don't think I have that same level of excitement just because me personally, I don't know how I feel about them not continuing the T'Challa character in the MCU, Rather than just recasting the role um, after Chad after Chadwick Boseman's you know tragic passing, they're going they're not going to recast the role. Instead, what they're going to do is they're going to just write off the character and pretend and just you know say, "All right, well, there he is." Um, instead of recasting the role and and giving us that character and giving everybody that character that they fell in love with. That um, over the course of the movies that Black Panther had appeared in, um, and it just kind of, I don't know. There's a part of me that just doesn't feel um, doesn't feel right about it. Uh, so, but it is an honorable mention just because look, it's Ryan Coogler directing, and I'm sure he's gonna do a great job with whatever he do. Like Ryan Coogler, in my opinion, can do no wrong. So. We'll see. We'll see how Black Panther: Wakanda Forever turns out. Um, the next one we have here on the list is The Flash. Um, I would be more excited with The Flash, and I want to be more excited for The Flash. But once we actually get a trailer, because I'm sorry, that poor, 
that poor excuse for a trailer that we for a trailer that we got a DC fandom. That's not a trailer for me. That was literally two seconds of cool images, and then boom, the flash. That was it. It, it literally was nothing. So, um, until I see a, a full trailer, I just don't feel like there's anything for me to be excited about other than what we've heard. Um, the fact that Michael Keaton's going to be in this movie, the fact that Ben Affleck's coming back, the fact that uh, they're bringing in Supergirl and all that other stuff. I think that that's the only thing that has me putting it in my honorable mentions because if that trailer for DC Fandom had actually been a trailer and been an exciting trailer that made me go, oh my gosh, this would have ended up in the top 10. It just didn't. So uh, there's that. Um, Black Adam is another one. Five second teaser. We didn't really get a lot of footage. So I just don't know. Other than the fact that The Rock is playing Black Adam, I just don't have an, a reason to be excited for it. Um, and then the last one I'm going to name off is Lightyear, which is the new Pixar, which is one of the two films that Pixar has coming out this year. Um, and hopefully this stays a theatrical release, a little hint as to what's to come in the list, but fingers crossed that this stays a theatrical release because I'm telling you what, I am actually really looking forward to, um, this movie, despite what many people have complained about, despite the fact that people have complained that they're not bringing Tim Allen back, that they replaced him with Chris Evans, and also a lot of people don't like the look of Buzz Lightyear, then that, it's just all ridiculous, but I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I just, there's just so many movies that I think I'm more looking forward to, and that brings us into the top 10. Coming in at number 10 is a movie that's got a little bit of controversy uh, tight, wrapped around it, and that is Death on the Nile. This is the murder mystery film directed by Kenneth Branagh, um, and that is the only reason why this movie is on my list, is because Kenneth Branagh, in my opinion, is a really good director. Um, he's made a couple movies that I haven't liked, but I overall think he is a very good director. If you guys haven't seen Belfast, which came out... Uh, last year definitely check it out it's really great um and i i gotta say i've seen the trailer for this and it just gives me that it, it just feels like it's going to be something uh pretty cool uh just i i'm a sucker for murder mysteries um and uh it's it's just exciting for me and to see Kenneth Branagh playing the character also um playing the detective again is uh is also pretty exciting. So number 10 is Death on the Nile, but only reason why it made the number 10 spot is because uh <laughs> Army Hammer, the guy did some bad stuff. Um at number 9. Number 9, we have Uncharted. I know that is so shocking for me to say that. I can't believe that I am actually sitting here in front of you guys, in front of this camera, in front of the microphone, and actually saying that I am excited for Uncharted. <laughs> I can't believe I'm actually saying that because I'll be honest with you. Uncharted was one that I was not looking forward to. 
based on the casting of Tom Holland as Nathan Drake, because I wanted an older Nathan Drake. I wanted a Nathan Drake who's been who's been at this thing for a while, and we he is the Nathan Drake we all know and love. And I was not expecting him to go down the route of doing the younger Nathan Drake. Um, but having seen the trailers for Uncharted, the vibes that this movie is giving me, I, to me, it feels exactly like the game that I fell in love with. It it feel it just has that feel with the big stunts, the 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 uh the 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 treasure hunting aspect of it um the historical uh side of things it just has and and honestly I'm not going to lie the more I see of Mark Wahlberg as um as Sully is just I I'm I'm starting to really love just how funny that character um seems to be in the trailer and i and i actually just as i as i'm recording this have my tickets my tickets for uncharted uh gonna go see it on opening night with a with a bunch of friends so that will be pretty exciting but uncharted is number nine on the list at number eight was the movie that i kept referring to as the movie that is going straight to streaming specifically going straight to disney plus and that is another pixar film Turning Red. Turning Red is a movie that I don't think... I don't think a lot of people kind of understand how exciting of a, of a movie this is for Pixar. Because this feels unlike anything Pixar has ever done before. It doesn't feel like the typical Pixar movie where it's two people on a road trip or two people on a on a epic journey or whatever. It it feels something different and something new. And we've kind of seen Pixar going down this very experimental route where they do a movie like Onward, which feels very similar to the older Pixar films. And then you have a movie like Soul, which completely veers the other way and does something completely new, completely different, while giving you a meaningful message. And then they do something like Luca, which I'll be honest, I was not a big fan of Luca, so I, I, sorry, wasn't a, wasn't a fan of Luca. Um, but I feel like Turning Red is going to be more in the vein of like Soul, which is where it's going to take this different approach, and that kind of. That kind of gets me excited a little bit. I feel, I I just feel like this could be something really special for um, uh, for uh, for Pixar, you know, and um, and yeah, I'm I'm really excited for Turning Red. So Turning Red is of course number eight. Coming in number seven is a movie that if you had told me two years ago. That this movie was going to end up on your top 10 best movies of uh, most anticipated movies of 2022, I would have said that you're crazy. But because I loved the first, I loved the first one so much, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is on the number seven spot. I really, I, was Sonic the Hedgehog, was the first movie this masterpiece in cinema? No. 
It's not. But it was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with it. And I was shocked with how much I loved it. And uh, shocked that I am now really looking forward to the sequel. Especially knowing that Idris Elba is coming in to, to voice um, uh, Knuckles. Um, and the return of Jim Carrey as a... Uh, as, uh, uh, Dr. Robotnik is just so exciting to me. Um, I, like I said, I loved the first movie so much, and I cannot wait to to see this new movie. Um, it's just, it's for me, it's it's number seven for a reason because it just like has that fun, fun adventure movie vibe, you know. Whereas the first one very much felt like almost like a superhero movie. This one feels more like a a fun adventure film. And I'm really excited for I'm really, really excited for that. Um so number seven is Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Coming in at number six, we have Jurassic World Dominion. Now, the reason why this movie is not higher on the list is because I just am not a huge fan of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Um, not that to say that this movie is going to be just like that, but I just w- have not been impressed with Jur- with I've I liked the first Jurassic World movie, at least in this new trilogy. I liked the first one, but I really hated the second one in this new Jurassic World trilogy. So that's the only hesitation I have is, is this going to be more in line with the first Jurassic World where it it's not as good as Jurassic Park, but it comes very close? Or is it going to be more like Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom where it's just the biggest letdown ever, <laughs> you know? Um, and yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know which direction they're going to go in with this. Although that opening prologue that was played in front of uh, Fast Nine um, seemed that it promised, it's promising a lot. It's promising us a lot of cool stuff. So we'll just have to wait and see um, uh, how that turns out. Coming in at number five is a movie that is just around the corner: um, The Batman. I am so excited for The Batman, um, and talk about. Much like with Sonic the Hedgehog, if you had asked me, there's going to be a Batman movie directed by the guy who directed Clover uh, uh, Cloverfield, right? Was that the movie he directed? Was that the movie Matt Reeves did? Cloverfield, Clover, Cloverland, whatever. Um, if you had asked me, that director is going to be teamed up with the Twilight, as John Campia would say. Twilight boy. Um, if you had asked me that, that that movie, if you had told me that that movie was going to end up on my on my top five most anticipated movies of of twenty twenty two, I would have um. Let's just say I would have laughed, and I would have said, "Wait, what? Twilight boy is playing playing Batman? <laughs> yeah, right." I'm now really excited for the Batman. <laughs> I'm so shocked with how great this movie looks. I mean, like, 
I guess I shouldn't be too surprised because I've liked every movie Matt Reeves has directed, um, especially the last Planet of the Apes movie. I love that movie. Um, and I'll be honest with you. I hate to say it. I, I, I know you guys are going to probably be like, what? What? And you guys are going to be very confused. But let me, hear me out for a second. Robert Pattinson has become a better actor since Twilight. He has become a far better actor since Twilight. In fact, I'll be honest with you. I was watching, um, I went to go see Harry Potter and the, and the Goblet of Fire in 4DX. And I forgot he was in that movie. I thought he was good in, in the Harry Potter movie that he was in. I thought he was good in it. Was he great? No, but I thought he was pretty good. Um, but with every movie he did, like Good Time, um, the light, uh, what was it? The Lighthouse, uh, Remember Me. He's just become a better actor with every movie he's done. And he's worked his butt off to become a better actor. And the fact that he took on this role is, and he's bringing, and it feels like he's bringing the Batman that I have always wanted to see. This brutal gritty detective you know who is who's not messing around when it comes to uh serving justice (laughs) this dude will beat you up that last trailer that came out with the bat and the cat where he takes one of the guy's guns and just starts swinging it around like a baseball bat i'm watching that and i'm like holy crap this is amazing this is incredible and like I said, could this movie be gar- this movie could end up like garbage. I'm not saying this movie is not going to turn out like complete garbage. Of course it could. But na- but having said that, I am super excited for this movie. Um and I have no doubt that it is going to be one of the best Batman movies we've ever had. I'm, I'm, and again, it's shocking to say that considering that it's direct, it, that it's starring the 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 Twilight Boy. <laughs> um, but again, I'm really excited for this movie, and I cannot wait. I cannot wait for the Batman. In fact, tickets go on sale. They just announced as I'm recording this. As I'm recording this, I'm recording this on Sunday, uh, the uh, January 30th. As as of today, they announced that the tickets are going on sale February 10th. So I'll be I'll be one of the first people to buy my tickets. So there we go. Um, all right, coming in at number four. Coming in at number four, we uh, are going back to the Marvel universe, and we got Thor: Love and Thunder. Um, yeah, Thor: Love and Thunder. I love Thor Ragnarok. That was such a huge surprise for me, um, especially since tonally it looked like it was going to be something completely different than what I thought it was going to be. And then that movie came out and just blew my mind, and I just couldn't believe it. And now with Thor Love and Thunder, I have full confidence in Taika Waititi that he's going to give us one of the best films in the MCU. Um, I have no doubt, at least, that he's going to give us a really satisfying fourth Thor movie. 
um, bringing back uh, the Jane Foster character as Lady Thor, uh, bringing back uh, bringing back Valkyrie. Um, having the Guardians in the film is going to be something that I think is very different um, and very exciting, and is going to kind of um, take us back to Infinity War when Thor and Peter Quill were having their little rivalry. You know, that's going to be something pretty exciting. So, yeah, Thor: Love and Thunder, and also Christian Bale playing a villain by the name of Gore the God Butcher. If that doesn't get you excited, I don't know what does. (laughs) So, all right. Coming in at number three, we have Creed 3. Um, So... I'm I'm looking up Creed three because I want to see who's directing it this time around because I believe I think they announced that it was Michael B. Jordan uh, who was going to be directing this film. So if my computer will will bring this up, okay. Let me try this again. Creed three. There we go. Bring this up. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I believe they announced uh, that Michael B. Jordan was going to finally t- uh, hop into the uh, director's chair. I'm going to look it up on my phone, actually. Because I got my phone right here. I should have brought my should brought my Amazon Fire tablet in here. Uh, that way I could... Um, that way I could have looked it up on there instead of having to do it on my phone. Alright, let's do it. Creed 3. Is Michael B. Jordan doing this one? I think he is. Yes, no, maybe so. Yes, he is. Okay, there we go. I thought so. I I, I thought so. Um... And yeah, no, they're currently filming Creed three. Um, what else? You got if you guys have followed me for any period of time, you guys know that I have really loved the Creed movies. Um, Creed one um came out during uh, my first year of making YouTube videos. I'll never forget it. That first one of the first videos I ever did was me reviewing Creed the first one, and I was doing boxing moves at the at the camera um and i have really loved both creed movies creed one i think is one of my favorite movies of all time and creed two while it's not as good as creed one is still a really damn great movie like just a really great movie is the second creed film so obviously i'm really excited for creed three um I wonder where they're going to take the story, considering that I believe this is going to be the first film in the Rocky franchise to not include um, Sylvester Stallone, because I didn't see Sylvester Stallone um, on the IMDb page for Creed 3. And I think this is, and I do believe that this is going to be the last, this is going to be the only movie. Uh, yeah, no, he's not on the, he's not, he's nowhere to be found on the, um, on the, uh, the, 
Yeah, he's nowhere to be found on the IMDb page. So, um, yeah, no, I think I I do think that this is going to be um, this is going to be some I I yeah I can't wait. Um, I'm I'm hoping that this is the final film, and I hope that this is the final film in the franchise, though, because I would love to just have a Creed trilogy. Just three movies that kind of wrap up the Rocky story, the Rocky legacy. Because honestly, as much as I love this franchise, I feel like Creed has just already set itself up to be the ending of the Rocky Balboa story. Especially with the end with how Creed 2 ended and where they took Rocky Balboa in that movie, it kind of just it would just feel satisfying if Creed 3 kind of officially wraps up the story that we've been following for so long. Um, so yeah, Creed 3 is number 3 on my top 10 most anticipated. Coming in at number 2, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Um, what else can I say? Sam Raimi... We're we're following Doctor Strange as soon as where he was left off at the end of Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, And now the multiverse is messed up. And now he's got to go get the help of Wanda Maximoff, who I think is my favorite character in the MCU. Yes, I'm sorry, Spider-Man, right there. Um, But Wanda Maximoff is my favorite character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Period. Um, and I cannot wait to see what she does in this movie. I also can't wait to see the returning characters from the first Doctor Strange, including Wong, uh, who we've seen a lot of since the first Doctor Strange, but um, specifically like Chiwetel Ejiofor, um, uh, Rachel McAdams' character. Um, I can't wait to see them. And I also am looking forward to seeing, um, is that... The evil Doctor Strange from What If? Um, are they bringing that character back? Uh, uh, it's all going to be very, very interesting to see how they how this whole thing plays out. I am very excited for it, and yeah, I. Sorry, guys, I yawned again. Whew. Um, I just cannot wait for this um for this movie, and I think it's going to be absolutely insane. I think Sam Raimi, just judging by what I've seen from that first trailer, Sam Raimi has is really gonna looks like he's gonna knock it out of the park with this one. So I'm really excited for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, and uh, that is number two. So which leads me to my number one, and just like last year, how Spider Man No Way Home was my number one most anticipated movie of 2021, number one is once again a Spider-Man movie. And it's Morbius. Hell yeah. No, I'm kidding. It's not Morbius. Although Morbius wouldn't... I, I, I'm I now mad at myself that I didn't put Morbius in my honorable mentions because that would be another honorable mention. I'm really excited for Morbius. Um, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Uh, part 1 is my number one most anticipated movie of next year. You guys know how much I love... Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, you know. News to say, uh, 
Nevertheless, calling it quits now, baby, I'm a wreck. Crash at my place, baby, you're a wreck. Ooh. Anyway, um, you guys know how much I love that first movie. If you guys have listened to the Throwback Thursday episode on it, you guys know exactly what my feelings are towards that movie. It is still my favorite Spider-Man movie of all time. Um, sorry, No Way Home, but Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse was just better. Um, and yeah, I I think this movie has the potential to be even more, um, more uh, even better than the first. Um, just judging by what I've seen and judging from what I've heard from Chris Miller that that this movie is going to have different animation styles. Um, it is exciting to see what universes they're going to travel through and. Um, and the fact that this is a part one, which means they made this movie and they realized that this is a grand story that they need to split into two parts, which excites me to so much, which means I am now looking forward to the way this movie is going to end. Uh, I'm hoping this movie ends on a big giant cliffhanger where it makes us go, no, I want to see the next one. Um, and yeah, no, I'm really excited for this movie. I just cannot wait. I think the fact that they're bringing back Gwen Stacy from the first Spider-Verse movie, which um, I really liked their chemistry in the first one, and it will be exciting to see if they explore a little bit more of their relationship in this movie. So um, yeah, that is number one. So going back to my top 10 of most anticipated films of 2022. Um, here we go. Number 10, Death on the Nile. Number 9, Uncharted. Number 8, Turning Red. Number 7, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Number 6, Jurassic World Dominion. Number 5, The Batman. Number 4, Thor Love and Thunder. Number 3, Creed 3. Uh, number 2, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And number 1, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. So there it is, guys. Those are my top 10 most anticipated movies of 2022. Uh, what are your most anticipated movies of this year? I, I know there's been a couple movies that have already come out. Uh, but hey, once again, better late than never. Um, so... I guess now is the is a good time to now get into your guys' Q&A questions. Um, how do you guys send in a Q&A question? Well, it's very simple. Send them in through Instagram, Twitter, but primarily Instagram. I mean, Instagram, I, I tend to take more questions from Instagram. Um, and if you are a supporter of the Zeke Setso podcast, you can click on the link uh, to become a supporter of the Zeke Setso podcast, you can click the link below uh, to support the podcast. If you are a supporter of the Zeke Setso podcast, you can send in a question and you will get a special shout out along with your question when I answer it. So let's not waste any more time and let's get right into your guys' Q&A questions. So the first question we have here is, what is your favorite book to movie adaptation? Um... Hmm. Favorite book to movie adaptation. Uh, 
Uh, well, obviously, I have to go with Lord of the Rings. I mean, Lord of the Rings, the way those three books are and the fact that they were able to adapt them so perfectly into the movies, I just, I love them. Um, so, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess I'll have to go with that. Uh, what are some remakes that you think are better than the original? That is such an interesting question because I wonder what my number one answer would be. I really wonder what my number one answer would be. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, the mummy, um, is, I personally think the Brendan Fraser mummy movie is better, is the best version of the mummy that we are ever going to get. Um, I love the Boris Karloff original. I love that movie. But this, I think, is just more fun. It's 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 more fun. It's got just I I the characters are much more likable in in that one, um, and I just think it's 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 got everything you want in a movie: action, romance, horror. You know, it's it's got a good mix of all of those, and I think it's just a better movie than its original than the original. Um. Another one that I'll give a, a shout out to is a movie that came out last year that I have seen, uh, I believe now four times, and it is West Side Story. I now, granted, I did not see the original before watching the remake, uh, uh, Steven Spielberg's remake to be specific. But then it made me. I went back and did and I did watch the original film, the the nineteen sixty one classic. And as much as I love that movie, I still think Steven Spielberg's remake is phenomenal. And I think for me, it is the best version of that story. Um, I loved that movie. Just absolutely loved that movie. If you went back and listened to the last episode of the Zeke Central Show, you know that made my, I believe it was in my top 10 of the year. So, um, yeah, those are the ones I'll go with. Uh, what are what is your most anticipated movie of 2022? Well, we just answered that. It is uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. Uh, thoughts on Turning Red going to Disney Plus instead of theaters? Now, I was when I first heard this news, I was upset. And I still am upset that they decided to move it to Disney Plus. Um, trust and believe, I am still upset. However, I understand why they did it. Because... Look at what happened with Encanto. When Encanto came out in theaters, nobody talked about it and nobody went to go see it. Then it hit Disney Plus on Christmas Day. And now everybody's talking about it. Everybody's listening to the songs. We don't talk about Bruno, no, 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 no. We don't talk about Bruno. By the way, favorite song on the soundtrack, by the way. Don't at me. Um, but yeah, no, I, I look, I loved I loved Encanto, but the fact of the matter is, is that nobody went to go see it when it was in theaters. Everyone watched it for the first time when it hit Disney Plus. It's sad to, to say, but it's true. So unfortunately, I feel like Turning Red is just right now one of those movies, especially right now since the pandemic is still right now kind of at its at a at an up and down slope, um, there's new cases on the rise, and then there's new, and then the, the those cases drop, and then it goes up again. It, it's kind of the 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 cases, the COVID cases are go, are doing this right now. And 
right now, a lot of families are keeping their children away from movie theaters. That's just the unfortunate reality of life that we're living in. Even a movie like Sing 2 is not really pulling in the numbers that they thought it was going to pull in. Um, now, that might just be because Sing 2 isn't really that good of a movie, but um, that's another story for another time. Um, but yeah, no, I um, I understand it now. I understand it a lot more now. Um, and I have a feeling that Lightyear is going to get the same treatment. I don't buy the fact that Lightyear is actually going to come out in theaters. I just don't. Now, hopefully I'm wrong. But as of right now, I'm willing to bet 15 bucks that it that it um, ends up on Disney+. Plus. So, uh, all right. Uh, have you watched The Book of Boba Fett? If so, do you think it is disappointing? Um, overall, yes, I do think Book of Boba Fett is very disappointing. Um, I don't feel like it's the show that we were promised. However... This past episode, and spoilers for Book of Boba Fett, The Return of the Mandalorian is, I think, the best episode of this entire show. Hopefully the rest of the series can live up to that episode, but eh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, all right. Uh, Zeke, if they were making av- uh, an Avatar Last Airbender in... It, wow, let me try this again. Zeke, if they were making Avatar The Last Airbender into a movie, who do you think should direct it? Now, I have a very good answer for this. Because back when I was in high school, I came up with a way that you could do Avatar The Last Airbender into a movie. Each movie, you you do four movies. The first movie is season one. And you can make it two and a half hours long. The, The second movie is the second season. Two and a half hours long. The third movie is the first half of season three. And that movie can end with the Day of Black Sun episode. And then uh, number four, the fourth movie, would be the second half of season three. Um, where you can see like the boy the them uh, going to the Boiling Rock. Um, you can see a scene with Katara looking for her mother. And then exp- uh, and then see them getting ready for... And then, exp- and then go into the final battle, right? Who do I think should direct it? Well, I have a good answer for all four of those movies, actually. I have a direct... I have four directors for each of those four movies. The first movie, I feel like should be directed by Ryan Johnson. I feel like the first movie, like, let's say I wrote all four movies, okay? I would want the first movie to be writ- to be co-written and directed by Ryan Johnson. The second movie, I would want to, and with, with each movie, I would want to go in the same route that George Lucas did when he did the original Star Wars trilogy and get a new director for each film, just so each film has its own unique taste and unique spin to it. The second film would be directed by Francis Lawrence, who directed um, 
the Hunger the final three. Uh, he directed Hunger Games: Catching Fire, Mockingjay Part uh, One and Two. And even though I'm not in love with Mockingjay Part Two, I love what he did with Catching Fire. And if he can bring that tone and that energy that Catching Fire had and bring it into the second film of the Avatar: Last Airbender movie series, that would be that would have been fantastic. Now, look, let's be honest. This is never going to happen now that they're doing a live-action Netflix series. So this is all just pure fantasy at this point. But this would be really cool, right? The third movie. Third movie would be directed by Aquaman director James Wan. I think Aquaman proved that he is able to film really big spectacle stuff and do it in a way that feels... Even though I'm not, I don't like Aquaman... Um, I think he can bring his signature style to it. Um, and I think could do something really, really cool with that third movie, especially when you kind of look at the, the day of black sun and how big of a battle sequence that is. It almost feels like the battle of Wakanda from, uh, uh, from Avengers infinity war, where you think the heroes have the upper hand, uh, spoilers for Avatar The Last Airbender. I, actually, you know what? I'm not going to say that. Scratch that. Nope. Because there are some viewers who listen to Avatar The After Show who have not seen the show, and I'm not going to do that. But if you've seen the Day of Black Sun episodes, uh, you know exactly what happens. You know exactly what happens, and you know why I compared it to Infinity War. And the fourth movie? The fourth movie I would want to to do something a little interesting. I would obviously, you know, like I said, write all four movies. The fourth movie, I would bring in the Russo brothers. I think if the Russo brothers got their hands on Avatar The Last Airbender, oh, forget it. Oh, man. I think this I, just... Forget about, like, any other movie. This would be easily the best one. Because the Russo Brothers, I think, would just do a killer job with it. Um, especially since this kind of has, like, an endgame level. Since the, the second half of the third season kind of has an endgame level feel to it. So, um, yeah, uh, that's what I would do. That's who I think you should direct it. Very long answer, but that's who I think you should direct it. Um, if you could direct a Spider-Man, sp uh, a, sp a spinoff of a Spider-Man character, who would it be? Uh, oh, that's easy. Hydro-Man. I mean, come on. Hydro-Man. This is a, this is an inside joke, but, uh, I know, I, I believe I have, I have a friend who, li who listens and pays attention to my, to my stuff, to my podcast. Um, and I always tell him how I, how much I want. A hydro. I I tell all my friends how much I want a Hydro Man movie. I think that would be so good. Especially you can do it in the vein of Peace, like Peace. The way the tone of Peacemaker. Obviously, it wouldn't be rated R because Sony would make it a PG thirteen movie. But the tone and the vibe of Peacemaker is kind of what I would do with Hydro Man. 
if you've seen Peacemaker, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So, uh, do you think Warner Brothers should have filmed Dune Part 1 and 2 back-to-back? Uh, yeah, I do think so. Uh, I think it was a mistake not to film Part 1 and 2 back-to-back. Because um, then I would get the second part this year. And that would be my most anticipated movie of 2022. Um, but anyway. Enough on that. Uh, thoughts on the Peacemaker TV series. Um, I love it. Like I said, like I mentioned earlier. I obviously said that tone would be perfect for a Hydro Man spinoff movie. I love the series. I think it's fantastic. And it's not just a goofy whackball comedy series. It's actually got a lot of heart to it and i'm really uh i i love that aspect um that aspect of it all right guys so uh i was dealing with some technical difficulties but i am back um all right so let's go ahead and move on to the next question we just finished talking about what was it what did we talk about uh Thoughts on the Peacemakers. Uh, we've already talked about that. Uh, so next question. Uh, will there be any new scenes filmed during the reshoots of the pa- for the Passenger film? I'm not going to comment on that. Uh, just for the sake of keeping the film as a little bit of a secret, I am not going to talk about any new scenes that we're filming for the Passenger film. Uh, okay. Uh, Mortal Kombat 2021 is getting a sequel. What are your thoughts? Uh, (laughs) um, look, guys, I am a fan of the Mortal Kombat video games. I have a really good love for the Mortal Kombat video games, but Mortal Kombat 2021 was let's call it like it is it was what do you call it what's that term um gosh what's that term what do you call what's what's the the professional term for it for something that's not for something that didn't turn out to be that good um a pile of shit there we go um Mortal Kombat 2021, I was not a huge fan of, and um, I'll be honest, I'm I just honestly don't know why they're even bothering making a sequel. Uh, I don't feel the need, I don't feel the excitement for a sequel. Um, the first one I thought was bad, so I don't really need another one. Uh, sorry, I just don't. No disres- disrespect to people who actually did like Mortal Kombat, but I just was not a huge fan of it at all. I thought it was Honestly, kind of, I thought it was a massive letdown. I thought it was a very massive letdown. Um, what do you think of the runtime for the Batman? Uh, I like it uh, close to three hours long. Um, yeah, I'm excited for it. I can't wait. Uh, is Avatar the After Show coming back this year? And will you start Season 3 this year? Um, unfortunately, I will not be starting Season 3 this year because I still have to finish Season 2. Because I never finished season two. I just ended it with like, I believe it was like the fourth episode. And I, uh, this wonderful enemy called life caught up to me and told me, no, you don't get to finish season two. So we're going to make you just do other things. (laughs) So, um, 
No, I do have to finish season two, but season three, I feel like I will do it in 2020. 2023 will definitely be when season three will start. Um, but this year, I, I got to finish season two. Um, and we got a lot to talk about for season Because I still got to talk about... Because there are so many people who, who, who ended up texting me on Instagram asking me when the show was coming back. Because a lot of people ended up finishing the season. Ended up finishing season two. I got I got one message from a uh, from somebody who finished the season two finale, and I'm not going to give away anything in case there's someone who hasn't watched it. But um, somebody they they immediately were like, "Wait, what? What?" <laughs> so um, yeah, that should tell you something. Uh, what is your favorite movie theater experience? Now, for years, I have answered this question. With the same answer. 2012. Seeing the Dark Knight in a movie theater. Packed audience. With cheers and applause everywhere. Unfortunately. There was a little movie that came out. Last month. In December. Called Spider-Man No Way Home. And you know what? I'm going to get into spoilers. Because it's it's been weeks since that movie came out. You all should have seen it. It's actually... Making it already made a billion dollars, so you guys should have seen it by now. Um, when that movie starts and Matt Murdock shows up in the movie, the whole theater went nuts. And I remember thinking to myself, there's no way that this movie's gonna top the amount of surprises that they have. Well, they did when Andrew Garfield showed up and took off his mask and started interacting with Ned and MJ, and then Toby coming through the portal and then seeing all three of them swinging through the sky. It was incredible. And the audience was absolutely crazy. I, the first, and I'm talking about the very first screening of when I saw no way home in IMAX with a a good friend of the show, Robert, the ghostwriter Martinez. Literally we were sitting there watching this movie and that theater went absolutely crazy for those huge moments that that they held back on until the movie came out. Um, so yeah, I uh, oh, oh Spider Man No Way Home. Yeah, what a great. Honestly, it it honestly has topped The Dark Knight as my favorite movie theater experience I've ever had. So, yeah. Uh, thoughts on Moonfall and what score would you give it? Uh, I don't really give score. I don't really like giving scores anymore. Um, but, if yeah, I don't, I don't really like to give scores anymore. Although, I did give one for Scream. So, I guess I can give one for Moonfall. Um, I would probably give it like a three. I didn't really like it. Like I really liked the first half of it, and then the second, and then the last, that third act just went so out of control, crazy. And I, I'm sorry, I couldn't help but laugh. I I was laughing so hard. And no disrespect to anybody who worked on it. I'm sure when they worked on this movie, they thought it was going to be really great because you know every filmmaker when they're making a movie thinks their movie is great. I. Trust me, I, 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 I get that feeling. I mean, look, 
I wrote so many stories in sixth grade that I thought were masterpieces. And then I read them now and I go, wow, those are really terrible. So I get it. I, 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 I understand what, so I'm not trashing the filmmaker. Like I'm sure Roland Emmerich had a really good time watching this movie, but I just didn't really like, I just didn't like Moonfall. I just don't think I, as someone who makes movies, I just don't know if I could ever watch it again. Um, but like I said, no disrespect to the people who made it, but that's just my opinion. Um, and the final question is, where does Spider-Man No Way Home rank with the Spider-Man movies? Well, unfortunately, I am not going to talk about that because actually that is going to be, um, well, technically this is going to go up. Actually, no, the way I scheduled it, so... This will go up before... Yeah, no. So, yeah, I don't want to ruin... Because that will be the first episode of the Web Slingers podcast, podcast, which debuts tomorrow. Uh, Tomorrow, uh, the Web Slingers podcast is going to debut. And I don't want to ruin the... the, Because the the first episode, we're ranking all the Spider-Man movies. And I don't want to ruin... I don't want to ruin that for people. So... uh, so yeah, we are just I'm just going to have to <clears throat> unfortunately um skip that question. All right guys, well, that will do it for this episode of um the Zeke said so show. Uh thank you guys so much for listening. Um oh wow, my my face went dark. Hold on, let me bring up some lighting here. There we go. There we go. My face went dark for a second. What can you do? Um, but yeah, no, this has been really fun, guys. Thank you, guys. Uh, thank you so much for watching this again and for listening to this to the episode. Um, I cannot wait to start getting into it again. Uh, the Zeke Setzel Show is going to be debuting every Friday night, so make sure you guys go and subscribe to the podcast feed. Um, and we're also going to be clipping out. There's a reason why I'm recording this on video because we're going to be clipping out segments from the show and putting them onto uh, the YouTube channel. That way we can promote the podcast more. Zeke said so. We Our goal for Zeke said so is to grow this thing. We're going to make sure that we get more people's eyes on Zeke said so. So make sure you guys are subscribing. Make sure you guys are sharing the podcast. Make sure you guys are sharing all the YouTube videos on the YouTube channel. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching, guys. And if you guys like this video, um, please leave a thumbs up and subscribe. I think I should the channel because Zeke the Geek said so. And for those of you listening on the podcast, thank you guys so much for listening. And I will talk to you guys later. Peace out.